0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more, so you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hello
1: listeners and welcome to the Foot Weekly Christmas and New Year special and with us a very special guest in the form of Edge Apes FIFA giving his thoughts on FIFA 19 for the first time this year. He's also going to be answering a Christmas quiz and um, we're going to discuss his tactics and formations. He talks about going pay to win as well and getting the best out of super subs plus a secret Santa which includes Steve who's also on this week's podcast and as we know everyone loves a white Christmas so falling from the sky and being reviewed this week will be some icons. I'm your host, Ben, and you'll hear all that and more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast on Foothead and all your usual podcast platforms. As I mentioned briefly, joining me is a man who knows about roasted poultry, so is a particularly good person to have on at Christmas time. It is Steve. Actually, I say you know about roasted poultry, but Steve, do you actually cook and eat your
2: chicken? This wasn't the opening I was expecting, Ben, but no, um, we haven't. No, um, they tend to sort of die of natural causes. We don't mm. tend to trust the meat so normally um, when they die on my watch I'll, I'll dig a hole in the garden and bury them that way but we lost one when mm. we were on holiday in France this year and that apparently went into the um, into landfill courtesy of the, uh, the wheelie bin thanks to my mate who was looking after uh, the house.
1: He didn't go for the sort of full-on grave. No, nah, sad story. Not like, okay, not a proper burial for him. But on a more positive note, we have a YouTube icon in the form of AirJapes. Air Japes FIFA. how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me on.
3: I'm looking forward to chatting with you all.
1: Yeah, and no, I think... I mean I might be wrong about this but I'm pretty sure this is your first time talking on FIFA 19 is that right
3: In fact this is the this will be the first time that I get to ramble on in a very long-winded
1: fashion so prepare yourself I'm I'm pretty excited about it yeah, yeah. But it's kind of interesting because um, on previous years, you have managed to um, hop on the pod a little bit earlier. So you've had a, a quite a long time to, to kind of digest the game, I suppose. And what are your initial thoughts? Well, initial thoughts is a bit of a lie, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I've been working on these initial thoughts for months now and they've uh, developed. But I, overall, I think it's actually a pretty good game. Um I really, I quite enjoy it now that I play FIFA in a more uh, casual capacity, I'd say, uh, than doing it for YouTube or Twitch. I think, um, as a casual player, there's a lot to really love about this game. There, are some frustrating aspects to it There are obviously meta things that i don't love because my overall f- fifa philosophy on how i want to play is i want to replicate teams that i get to watch on the weekends it's pretty it's pretty simple it's pretty straightforward and uh teams that i see play that i enjoy watching don't take uh too many shots from outside the box trying to curl in finesse shots all over the place now it does happen obviously but uh it's it's not something that you see on every single attack so hopefully that is something that uh will get looked at but you know i figure i would be a decent at this game if i can master that time finishing but overall overall mm. i'm a fan
1: i suppose it's the time finesse shots which are more of the problem are you fine with the use of timed finishing for everything else
3: yeah i think i think the idea of time finishing is really cool and it does help create that skill gap i know when i'm playing someone that's mastered time finishing and even if i you know control the game have way more shots uh in from good areas not just shots in general but you know they get four okay decent chances but they've mastered time finishing and they manage to score three of them i'm like all right fair play you know like that creates a skill gap um that allows really good, efficient players to, to kind of make the most of the game versus me, someone who's self-proclaimed not mastered timed finishing yet. Like I'm putting myself mm. in a hole, not having you know, mastered that essential attacking piece this year.
1: From what you were just saying off air about how you're um, doing quite well in sort of, I don't know, gold one elite levels, uh, you must have mastered other aspects of the game pretty well, because time finishing feels quite important.
3: Yeah, and that's not to say that I don't ever time finish. Like, I go for them, but mm. I'm also, you know, I have the time finishes sometimes where it goes to the corner flag or it, like, trickles 10 meters in front of you and nothing, mm. you know, it just is really, really sad and nothing happens, but... Uh, it, you know i still i still think i can control the passing game i've started to get to where i can control a lot of the tempo at a 60 40 possession and it's we're looking possession with a purpose here to create chances but not you know i have to craft uh high quality chances to score versus some of those 50 50 chances that timed finishing will uh help accentuate the the opportunity so i uh i'm still I'm still holding my own if I, if I were to do a little bit better. I know what I need to improve, I guess, is where it is. And it's like uh, letting the mm. AI defend a little more for me and uh, finish, working on my time finishing um, and a few other aspects, maybe use some more meta formations. But uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it, though. And I think this is the first year where if I, you know, finishing in like gold or something or, well, I, I think I would have gotten elite this, this weekend if I'd played all my games. But uh, I'm mm. OK with that. You know, I don't. It doesn't necessarily feel bad, and that might have something to do with not showcasing my gameplay all over the internet uh, mm. and just playing for a bit of fun. But I, I enjoy the players that I have on my team, and I enjoy the playstyle that I that I'm working towards playing. So I, I really enjoy the time that I get to spend playing FIFA. So more specifically, Japes, what kind of
2: tactics formations are you using?
3: Oh gosh, uh, let's let me. Or take is this you classified? Let me take you on a FIFA formations <laughs> journey uh, throughout the year. So I've been trying to make the four three three in some variation work for my entire FIFA journey. I suppose. I suppose I started with the four triple two way, way, way back when the game was released, and I got a little bit bored. Wanted to try something else. So, right. uh, but I've been trying to make the four three three work and had relative success with the four three three. Base variation with the just the three cms and uh, some success with the one with the very vari- the second variation with just the defensive mid toyed around with the false nine had some relative success with that, but lately been using the four three three the fourth variation with the striker and attacking mid and playing it in a very very balanced setup and balanced play style has uh, worked surprisingly well for me this past week in league even playing and it, it does pretty well against the four two three one so that 's been good but I've played the 3-4-2-1 for a while, the 3-5-2 for a while. So I uh, I tried to make a 5-2-2-1 work, a 5-3-2 work. So I've I've really given a lot of the formations this year uh, a try uh, to relative levels of success.
2: I've got to say the 4-3-3-4 is one that kind of sends a shiver down my spine when I see it come up and, on the loading screen because I find that it's... The problem with it is if you win the ball deep in your own half, it's very difficult to play out through it for some reason, mm. especially if, it's if really the good pressing, pressing. It? Yeah. it's really hard to play mm. through it.
3: Yeah, so the the tricky part with that formation is I don't actually press that much with the formation, but players that understand and are really good at pressing and counterattacking with that formation, I agree. A total shiver down the spine. It is not fun to play against, not fun to come up against. But if you can break the press... That player is in serious trouble because you've a lot of times in order yes. to successfully press with that formation, you also have to have your left back and right back a little bit further forward to help in that press because you don't have your those two dms or single dm that's kind of controlling that uh middle area and so it there can be huge gaps for counter attacks and so Using actually that long ball tactic that nobody really uses against four three three four players right. uh, is pretty entertaining and can be interesting. It's it's just not a tactic that I, I usually have in my locker. It's one that I've uh, changed to in game and kind of toyed around with and found I was creating plenty of chances against the press.
2: I think I'm pretty similar to you in sort of in the sense of being a bit of a purist and. When I first sort of came to this conclusion myself, I kind of likened it to, to Leicester Tactics when they won the, uh, the the Premiership. It's not something that sits well with me just pumping the ball long to a big striker, but it's certainly effective, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's, it's not something that you feel particularly good about no. doing. It's not something that's particularly fun, but... Also, getting pressed in your own half isn't particularly fun and you know conceding goals to the press because you're like, I'm going to play it out of the back and your player happens to take a not so great touch and his players just pounce on it. So uh, per real football, sometimes if a, if a team's pressing up like that and you don't have the players on your team that are capable of playing that possession style out of the back because their ball control and their passing is not good enough, it's better you know when in doubt just launch that thing forward and, and take the take the safer option live to defend another day um and i don't think you know every, people really like to play through the press this year but because of some of the custom tactics you don't always have to uh and obviously if you're mm. using you know if you've got like messy as a striker it's going to be a little bit more challenging to pull something like that off so it's having a having a uh deep and versatile bench this year is something that i've uh really really kind of enjoyed and found important
2: i think Mm. briefly it's one of the reasons why it's so difficult to play out of it when you're in the 4-2-3-1 because as you were saying if you've got players that that aren't particularly nimble that aren't particularly agile they're going to struggle a bit and when you've got sitting in front of your, your front four your two link players are generally cdms they are going to be players that aren't the best on the ball so that i think is a key reason why the 4-2-3-1 doesn't really match up against the 4-3-3-4 so well
1: yeah i know what you mean also interesting you're talking about you need a big man i've actually noticed against formations which don't have cdms sometimes lob passing off i've often had on manual and you can just mm. kind of loop it into the area behind the two centre mids who've pushed up in a high press you know it's- and there's actually like quite quite a lot of space you just run you basically the striker just runs back and picks up the ball yeah, I,
3: there's a ton of space there. And one thing that I've really quite enjoyed, so I've been using uh, Manuel Neuer as my keeper. Uh, and even when players high press, you can play a ball back to Neuer and have him make a one-time pass. And he can basically ping it to either the wings or to the striker pretty well. And if you give him a second, charging up a lobbed through ball all the way out to the wings, he will ping it to the corner flag and allow your player to kind of run on into that space behind their pressing left back and right back. So if you haven't, kind of toyed around with it just for a bit of fun you should like give it a shot it's it's pretty watch it's a thing of beauty watching your goalkeeper ping a perfectly timed and perfectly weighted through ball to one of your strikers and it's like yeah yeah press you know press this type thing <laughs> it's, it's absolutely a thing this year as well probably maybe even for the first fever ever where, where
2: goalkeeper kicking really does matter that that stat plays into things a hell of a lot because if you're under pressure and your you keeper boots it out and he's not got great kicking stats you're kind of taking your life in your hands but with somebody like neuer or if you put a chem card in on to boost the kicking you can make the world a difference in, in terms of helping you to beat the press
1: very yeah true. i totally agree and steve we've kind of um flirted around it a little bit i suppose but we, we did want to talk about the best ways to avoid high pressure have we kind of covered the the key bases now
2: I think personally for me, there's one of two choices. You've got the the technique that we've talked about there, sort of lumping it forward to to a big striker and just playing over the top of the press. Or if you feel a bit more confident in your player's technical ability, you can sort of just use the triangles and just look. There will always be space when when somebody's pressing. So it's just a case of you don't always... You can't, in a lot of build-up play, you pick an area of the pitch and say, right, I'm going to attack there. That's where I want to move the ball to that's going to be the launch point where I want to get a shot off you can't do that against press you, you basically have to take whatever the defence is giving you and move the ball into those areas um, earlier in the week I tweeted out a clip of me playing one of the skill games where you're basically passing it around between four of your players and there are two defenders trying to cut the lanes, that is a really effective way of, of learning that technique so that you you'll get, you get used to realising that you can't necessarily go directly from A to B Sometimes you have to go via points C and D, and uh, they're the two the two techniques that I've found that are the most useful.
3: Yeah, quickly mm. yeah. to to kind of add to that, uh, the way the press seems to work, especially if you've played the ball to like your left back or right back, uh, the opposite side of the pitch is generally wide open like you're you're back on the other side so to to be able to kind of switch the field of play and it even if your player's not great at long passing the pass doesn't have to be perfect either because your left back or right back a lot of time it's just acres of space so being especially against narrow
2: pressing formations as well yeah
3: Oh, my gosh! If somebody plays a four, one, two and two narrow with the press, yeah. uh, you can exhaust their front line in just about no time, mm. um, as long as you're not playing too risky, but their whole the, the narrow formations, their whole you know, if they're in the middle, and you think basically the entire formation seems to shift over to the side that they're pressing on, yeah. which leaves, mm. when you're playing a wide formation, just like your, if it's on the right side, your left back and your left wing will just be wide open. Like Mm -hmm. Wide, wide open. Um, And getting that left back then, so for me, it's right now it's David Alaba, uh, and then I use uh, the player of the month, Lucas, uh, on the left side in-game. And so all of a sudden I have a 2v1 with these guys, and I don't care who your right back is, I'm going to be able to exploit that in some capacity. So uh, it's just, I think the, the toughest part about the press is you have to kind of stop for a second realize that they're pressing you and think i need to switch what i'm doing to be able to beat this because if i try to play like i normally would and the way my muscle memory says that i should you can get yourself in a little bit of trouble and something that i'd add to that as well is that you've got to be careful
2: about getting your player trapped on the sidelines because effectively the sideline acts as an extra defender so it's very easy to get pinned in in that area. And that's something that you certainly want to avoid if you're up against somebody who's pressing heavily.
1: Yeah, yeah. And also the other thing that I was, I don't know, slightly frustrating about the way that AI positions itself is, if you watch someone like City, they'll have a player sort of on the touchline, almost almost as far back as the goal, but sometimes to the left, sometimes to the right of the goal to receive, it's often the goalkeeper, to receive the ball in sort of a deep position from. A pressured right back or left back and i feel like fifa doesn't really account for that it wants to keep the defense fairly flat it's totally unnecessary and it actually creates kind of less options for you to pass out the other thing i'd say because we were talking about the narrow formation earlier i always find that the best thing to do if you come up against someone playing narrow often for some reason people who play narrow formations don't want to change their formation no matter what so i've found that If you're playing someone, even if they're quite good with an hour formation, you go a goal ahead and you just ping it between your right back and left back for a bit if you're playing a four back. If you've been playing a three at the back, you can still do it as well. And they just don't have an answer to it and they get really frustrated and you can just sort of go up and down the wings flicking the ball across continuously and it just amazes me how few people are willing to change their formation
2: you're really starting to master some shit house tactics aren't you Ben?
1: i know but <laughs> i just i find it I, I it's become it's become a personal like i don't know you know one of those things where you're just like i can't believe that this person is not doing something which is so obvious and this person is like a very good fifa player they're actually good at the game yeah. they've mastered the mechanics but they they're not aware of the fact that if they switch formation the Find it totally different, you know what I mean.
3: The narrower the formation is for me, the more the player bases their play style on pure muscle memory. Like I, I don't think, mm. and this might be like old vendettas against four-one-two-and-two players coming out in me here, but I think those narrow formations, it's almost better to be a little bit like brainless. Not in the sense that like mm. don't think at all, or but you know exactly like the way you build up an attack with those formations is very straightforward it doesn't leave many options because you're narrow and you have your players that are positioned really really close to each other and so i think a lot of times those players are just really based around muscle memory and when they switch formations they really tend to struggle because if they switch to a wide formation it's not so certain how you have to attack right mm-hmm. and especially you, if yeah. with the wing play out wide like uh, sometimes it's best to take a player on you know and sometimes it's best to go backward and 4 one 2 2 it's a lot of times create as many chances as you can get the ball forward to your striker play your cam play your other striker play a through ball right mm-hmm. and uh when people tend to master that formation it's lethal it's strong it's deadly but it tends to be, for me, it tends to be a lot more around muscle memory, which is for that. So that formation for me, I find somewhat challenging to play because my FIFA brain doesn't really think that way. Um, And I tend to, to slow the game down to where that formation's not as effective.
1: Actually, this brings me to a really good point that I feel like with that narrow formation, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I used it a bit last year, because so many people were using it against me and doing well, and I thought, well, why don't I just switch to that? And surely that'll give me a good chance against the players who don't seem especially... like They're they're really good players, but as you say, all they have is the muscle memory. Well, perhaps, maybe if I also do that, I'll also end up basically having the same ability that they do. Mm. But actually, you have to be aware of the kind of player you are, and I think that's kind of what you're saying. Correct. I know a lot of our listeners from our demographics are older players, and if you're playing against some kid who's high twitch has been playing Fortnite for the last few days and is going to beat you at the muscle memory type stuff then actually if you're playing other formations which allow you to as you say think through your game play a bit more tactically work the chances in a sort of more thought out way then that's obviously going to suit you well it suits me and i guess it probably suits you and I, i imagine it's probably the same for steve as well just because that's the way we think and we don't have that kind of high twitch muscle memory Ingrained in us that, that allows us to do that.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I have a I'll, I'll ignore the side swipe that I'm perhaps a bit older than most players, but um, <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm I, definitely I, an older player. <laughs> we're both getting on, Japes. We're not getting any younger. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think first point with the four-one-two-one-two narrow is that I couldn't even begin to tell you how many times this year I've done coaching sessions where people have played the four-one-two-one-two narrow, and it's just so predictable. And I've actually sat there mm. and I've said, you know, look, I'm going to tell you what your next five passing moves are going to be, and with sort of a good eighty, ninety percent accuracy. Um, so I find it pretty easy to defend against, especially if you go to the four-one-four-one, which totally neutralises the uh, the two strikers and the cam behind.
1: Mm. I personally think that the three at the back is better. Yeah, I, I go straight to it. The... I go straight to a three-five-two.
3: Yeah. It
2: can be, yeah,
1: yeah, because I I just think. For some reason, the three defenders and the two. Well, it's not for some reason, it's quite obvious. The two CDMs and the three centre backs just st- block the middle of the pitch. And then you have so much freedom going forward that it, it completely negates their. I guess it negates the kind of central block. And I, th- I think even the one with the left forward and right forward, I know, Japes, you've used, used this a, a little bit as well, maybe. It seems to work really well as well because you can properly stretch them out wide.
2: The problem, is if I can just interject, sorry, sorry, Japes. Um, the problem I see with. <laughs> sorry. We invite you on as a guest and I'm I'm here talking over you. It's my bad. But the problem I found with the three at the back is that it can get pulled out of position so easily with one twos. That's all I was going to say.
3: Yeah, I I think that's fair. I just, the reason three at the back I think works so well, specifically like the three, five, two is all of a sudden you have these two uh, defensive midfielders that can match up on the attacking mid, match up on the strikers, match up on the LCM and RCM that might be, you know, even overlapping coming into play. And then beyond that, the strikers nobody nobody tends to really put drift wide on their strikers in that 41212 formation so it's not like your center backs are being pulled out to corner flags to really kind of create extra space there they tend to just come straight forward at you and so it's really makes a lot of sense to kind of congest the area of the pitch where they're trying to just hammer through all of their attacks yeah and so you know the the tricky part with the 3 back is you play like a yeah, uh, even a four-two-three-one player, but like a four-three-three player who's got a left wing and right wing that are constantly out wide, and now you have a center back that's, you know, a, if it's a six foot plus six four, you know, however big your center back might be, maybe not as agile or well balanced, maybe not as pacey, that is matched up on a winger that one wrong step and there's acres of space, you know. So I, I think uh, playing against that four-one-two and two with with the three back makes it pretty. Uh, straightforward to contain the the threats in the middle of the pitch
1: so i think we've probably done enough tactical discussion for this week it was meant to be a merry festive pod so we should probably get into some festive fun i've got a foot weekly mass quiz for you all and to do this japes and steve you need to have your fingers on the buzzer so japes to buzz in you're going to say top net the best net that's that sounds like a, a that's a bit wordy
2: <laughs> God, you're so competitive,
1: <laughs> Steve. Steve is gonna do a cockadoodle oh, um, do. I know you don't keep you don't actually have any cockerels, do you? But I do. Like, I do yeah, four. we do have one cockerel. Yeah. So, actually, to make it easy you don't have to buzz in on the first two questions. So, Japes, how many chickens does Steve own? Seven. I actually don't know
2: the answer, so Steve, you need to. <laughs> well, if it was seven, obviously I'm going to say it's six, isn't it? Because I want to win I, I trust your integrity, though, Steve. Okay, um, we've currently got um, three.
3: Oh, three.
2: That, is, that, is hardly, well that is hardly that is hardly
3: okay. for the amount of chicken talk. Three. There's, there's been a high rate of attrition this year, Japes. My goodness, what uh, yeah. a great chicken! Well, it's actually daddy. strictly
2: speaking, it's just two hens, two chickens, and one cock. Make your own jug. <laughs>
1: so the next question is for steve japes once produced a video explaining how to make a beverage what beverage was that
2: i want to say i can remember reading something about i think it was phil neville not knowing how to make a cup of coffee so i'm gonna say it was a cup of coffee
1: Okay, so I'm I'm going to give you that. Yeah, actually. you can give it was, that. Uh, I'd say definitely give yeah, that. Yeah, I'll give one. you that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a cold brew, so you get huh. a point for that. So Steve, you're you're currently leading, and we're going to go into buzzing in now. So I feel like I, I feel like
3: a video that's public on the internet versus a uh, <laughs> number of chickens in a coop behind the house. These questions are uh, uh, less than balanced.
1: Hey, seems fair to me. Regular guests get um, slight favoritism. Fair, that's what fair. Really so the next question. Um, as an early Christmas present, I received an Art of Football top, which, by the way, you can currently get 15% off with the discount code FOOTPOD. What icon was pictured on the front? Oh, for you. Um... Uh, so buzz in. Uh, top net. And I'm going oh, I'm I'm to just, just say,
3: I don't actually know the okay, answer, fine. but I'm going to say Lineker because uh, your actions remind me probably of his actions.
1: Well, it's funny because I, I I was actually born in Leicester. <laughs> Emma's going to wonder what the hell is going on in here. <laughs>
2: I
3: mean, that is a serious cockadoodle do. You're, you're not. There's no half-assing that.
1: Compared to to Japes, who just said, You didn't even say the whole thing. You just said top net. What happens if my cock actually goes off during the podcast? I'll, I'll deduct a point. <laughs> Steve, what's your answer? Um, for you, Crespo. No, it's actually Brazilian legend Socrates. So, Steve still leads. Woo. I should say this next question isn't a buzzing question. It's just like a. Sort of nearest to, Good. the podcast has been podding along for two and a half years. But how many Foot Weekly podcasts have there been, Steve? What's your answer? One
3: hundred and two.
1: And Jake, what's your answer? Uh, one hundred and one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> tactics, oh, you see? The Tactics, well. meister. Uh, yeah.
1: This this man's done a quiz before, <laughs> and. As a result, is correct, because oh. the number is 76. Hey, really? And-
2: <laughs> ben, you need to pull your
1: finger out. That's disgraceful. That's, not even one,
2: that's far less than one a
1: week. For not-so-weekly podcast. As, as many people know. So- I feel like I was misled by the title of the podcast there. <laughs> many people are. The next question, which three icons have the most goals per game in FIFA 19? Top net the best net?
3: Japes. Uh, I'm going to go with R9. All Uh Okay, so
1: I'm uh, um, which R nine, which are nine.
3: Well, now that you said that, it makes me think it's not the prime. So I'm going to go with the 94, and then I'm going to go with I know one of them, which is because uh, I I looked this up because I've I this is a player that I always consider buying. I like follow through, and it's I always follow through too early in the game because he's cheap enough, and I haven't figured out all the things. So it's Van Basten,
1: the prime. You've got Ronaldo, and you've got MVB, So who is the third? Uh, let's go Thierry Henry. okay I can tell you now though because you buzzed in first you've got two points one for Ronaldo and one for MVB so Steve let's come to you who is the missing icon for one point
2: well okay rather than taking 10 minutes to answer the question Emilio again. It is not. It's <sighs> actually Ronaldo 96.
1: <laughs> um, I should have took
3: longer and oh, thought about it, it more. To, it was two Ronaldo's. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I know. I know that it feels cheeky. like a trick question. It feels like a trick
1: question. I'm but but it's really shot, interesting. Yeah. So when I was looking this up, and you probably, I know, Jake you're saying you've you've looked this up. Basically, the top seven, six of those are Ronaldo and Marco van Basten. Yeah, there Van Basten is, is just a player that, like... yeah.
3: I I'm gonna buy him again i'm gonna buy him again <laughs> I do this every time But he's got he's got if he had four star skills he would just be unstoppable
1: yeah yeah but I know what you mean. yeah he
3: feels he always feels just that little bit clunky, but his default hmm. on his top card is ninety seven finishing and like ninety six positioning and so yeah yeah he doesn't really need a shooting boost so you can you can use those boosts elsewhere for him did you know uh, that off the
2: top of your head, Japes? Sorry,
3: I look at that is a card that I look at nonstop because I always think to myself, "You're not sitting there
2: on the internet googling these players and, and the answers as we're going through this quiz."
3: <laughs> no, I have a me- <laughs> or, uh, what do you call it? One of these? Can you hear this? The mechanical keyboard. All right. So you'd okay. be you'd know if I was doing some googling. Mm-hmm. Okay. I trust you. I, I would like to think that I'm a trustworthy guy, but no, Van Basten, <laughs> Van Basten specifically is just like a, a player in real life that I thought was just like amazing to watch and like his career getting cut short, it's you know, but what he was able to accomplish in like that short amount of time is truly incredible. And so I always look at his card on FIFA and I think for the price, getting a ninety three rated striker with those type of base stats, like if I could just get this to work for me, but I just can never quite get it to work for me. So I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna buy him again, right?
1: <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> maybe with a four three three four he'll be able to do the trick. So let's move on to the next question, which is also about an icon. Fingers on those buzzers again. Why is George Weir... Go, woo, woo, woo. Well, i might as well get
2: in first and have ten minutes to think about the answer,
1: oh. no not I? But I'm just booking my answer in advance. Okay, well, you've already buzzed in. What's the answer? A boobica. <laughs> the question actually was... Why is George Ware no longer Because he's game? now
3: the president of Liberia, right? Because he's now the president That's of Liberia. That's only
1: because so, Vincent Abubakar didn't stand for election. I'll give you a bonus point for mentioning Vincent Abubakar. Thank you.
2: You're not going to contest that, James?
3: Uh, no. Where did
1: Foothead Luke work before Foothead?
2: Cockadoodle!
1: been Nathan. Mm, correct. What university is Foot Economist studying at?
3: Cockadoodle!
1: <laughs> Steve? I stalk all the what, guests. The University of Virginia. Mm hmm. Very good. So Steve's clawed it back, and it's now four-four. Nicely done, Steve. Thanks, jobs. Who is my favourite player on FIFA? <laughs> He's just so quick with the cock. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Steve. Um. Vincent Aboubakar. No. No,
3: come this, on. This man. is a more serious uh, question than that. Yeah, i at the best net. Is it Crespo
1: No, it's not. I'll, I'll let you have a few more guesses. And I'll give you a clue. They're an SBC player.
2: Oh, oh. Depay.
1: Yeah, Steve, well done. Really? SBC Depay is amazing, honestly. he's He continues to surprise me with how good he is. If you have sort of a Dutch setup with icons, which I don't, so it's very awkward, but if you do, you might as well get him. I think it's really And also he's got an inform, so if people want to just try him, then use that. Fair play. Very last question. What are the scores,
2: Ben? Build a drama.
1: Oh, yeah, sorry. Japes is now on four. I think this might be wrong, but, you know. It's all for fun. Japes, you're on four, <laughs> and Steve is on five. So, Ooh, all to play for. Steve, you can secure the win with this, and Japes, you can tie it up. I should say, Japes has a significant disadvantage not being on the podcast regularly. So, um, you know the the general the general FIFA questions I've nailed <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, I'm going to give you one final chance, which I think is going to be a closest to question. How many subscribers? Does Friend of the Podcast and the AJ3 have? Please no Googling, Steve. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. And okay. it's closest to, so you don't need to buzz in.
3: Uh, uh, let's go 1,375,000. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
2: Steve? 1,374,999. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so wait so wait for the record for the record steve is not giving andy the benefit of the doubt about yeah <laughs> he yeah he doesn't I, so steve does not believe in andy and thus as a if if indeed i am right here i win by default for believing in friend of the
1: <laughs> and it's all right because you can't win Steve, based on faith. You should have backed Andy AJ3 because oh. he has 1.429. No hey. way! So, <laughs> no way! As they I say a recount. in the American FIFA community, Japes clutched up and got the draw. So that is the end of this year's, I guess, Foot Weekly Must Quiz. More of that next year, hopefully. Um, thank you very much to both of you for being good sports and competing in that and definitely someone's going to tweet me and say that that you didn't add up the scores correctly but uh, we'll we'll see
3: I guess we'll find out who the winner is when we start getting tweets yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly
1: and I think on that we'll probably give people a quick break to count up those scores and tweet us but also so I can remind you about our incredible giveaway through Art of Football who are a website which produce fantastic football prints t-shirts sweatshirts loads of stuff and they've basically given us two fantastic prints to give away one just email footweekly at mail.com with the subject art of football and the other one is on our twitter also a reminder that they're giving us 15 percent off with the exclusive code footpod and the giveaway ends on new year's day so keep an eye out for that japes on pay to win getting the most out of super subs and much more coming right up on this the Footweekly christmas and new year special Christmas is a time for giving. And, James, I've heard you've given a lot to Yay over these past few months. I wanted you to tell us a bit about your slightly more pay-to-win philosophy this year.
3: Yeah, it's too bad, Steve, and I don't mean this <laughs> bad way towards you, And I was going to say it's too bad The Foot Economist isn't on here because mm. uh, I think he could potentially appreciate this um, philosophy. So for many, many years, uh, I did not spend much on FIFA at all. Uh, You know, Path to Power was all about spending zero and grinding your way to the top. But this year, given that I don't have as much time to play FIFA, but still really enjoy the game, but to grind and here, let's, let's also quickly set the stage that I enjoy spending my time on FIFA, actually playing FIFA. Mm. Right, like I don't, I don't necessarily love spending my time doing tons of the SBCs. I don't love spending my time, you know, trading. If when I'm when I get the time to play FIFA, I want to actually play the game. So we'll get into it. So I've spent probably like a thousand dollars this year,
0: maybe.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, if we're you know previous podcast guests include Bateson, so you're in. You're, you're a long yeah, way I don't
3: there. I don't think it's I don't think it's that much. I really don't think it's that much though. It's I think,
2: very unlikely that the wife is ever gonna hear this podcast as well.
3: <laughs> no, she knows because I buy so what <laughs> I do is I this year I spent or only buy FIFA points with credit card points.
1: Oh, uh, okay. We don't really have that in the UK, but Yeah,
3: yeah you get cashback points and so when I get $100 worth of cash back or whatever, then I could buy FIFA points. So I started saving them up from the beginning of the year, thinking that that would be my philosophy and we'd have it go from the new game. So then that way I wasn't, I mean, it's yes, it's my money that I could be spending, but it's money in theory that I wouldn't have had anyway, just, right? Like it's.
2: Sorry, just to interject, Japes, with, with Foot Economist not being here, I know that he'd be saying right now, well, you've got to remember there's an opportunity cost there, Gibbs.
3: <laughs> yes, there's an opportunity cost. There's time value of money. There's all sorts of things. So anyway, so I've spent more. But say for the sake of argument that I spend 500 hours over the course of the year playing FIFA, that would be, I don't know, how many games is that equivalent to? Say you play four games in an hour, right? So that'd be 2,000 mm, games. It's like three
1: FIFA? games in an hour, I'd say
3: three games in an hour so 1500 games of fifa Mm -hmm. over the course of the year that seems maybe high for me but there's time spent squad building and other stuff which i'd prefer be playing but 500 hours seems reasonable so even if you were to spend a thousand dollars on fifa you're paying two dollars per hour for that entertainment that's not including that's excluding the cost of the game just for sake of numbers to make the argument two dollars per hour per entertainment is extremely cheap Now, if you front load all of that money at the beginning of the game and say, I get more enjoyment or for the economics term, I get more utility out of playing FIFA with better players, I have more fun building squads with better players, I feel more competitive and get more, you know, enjoyment using those better players than spending it at the very beginning of the game makes the most sense because you can get to those better players more quickly and so the hours that you spend playing FIFA with a high level of players you get more enjoyment out of from that spending. So for breaking it down like over the course of like a per hour basis what you're spending, it, I I was like, yeah, why would I why would I not do this, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me to sit down and and play in a meta where I come up against teams and I think I'm in division 2 and rivals and uh, where everybody's got, you know, your icons and your top level players and, you know, roll in there with like a, a gold Bundesliga team and have my team kind of just get overwhelmed because you don't want to say FIFA's pay to win, but good players make a difference, right? I don't think there's any disputing that this year.
1: I think more so this year, weirdly. I don't know whether any, you, you'd agree, but I think this year, well, it was, it's always been the case, but I just think it feels exacerbated this year. And I know they have been working over the past few years to make stats have more value essentially like a player's ability to have more value
3: yeah and so you know to my point playing with better players is gives you a, a, an advantage and allows you to maybe play the play style that you want to play or play a little bit differently or whatever mm. so I, I just i broke it down over the course of how many hours i think i'd be spending playing fifa the entertainment per hour doing that and then the difference in enjoyment that i get from using top players versus using average players and so for me spending you know hundreds of dollars at the beginning of the game to to build out a, a really nice squad that allows me to do a little bit of trading on my on the train on the way to work right via the app Yeah, it's it's been an enjoyable like this has probably been one of the more fun years of fifa for me because i haven't gotten frustrated at any point because i felt like my team wasn't good enough right or the like i was struggling against the grind and because i didn't like the team that i was using and having forced to use these meta gold players just to be competitive i get to use players that i want and i have a good time playing and it's it's just for me it's more relaxing and it's more enjoyable this way and so you know different strokes for different folks yeah, there's yeah. not a right there's not a wrong
1: i mean it's crazy to think and we can have a, a few chats jokes about the old days of where basically single days. matches were the only way to play almost and you had tournaments right occasionally you know it didn't even have divisions back then And I, I have no idea how i was playing a thousand games every year basically almost exclusively single matches just seems mind-boggling right because now we need all this interesting stuff like weekend league and all that to keep us interested
3: can, I, can I interject real quick yeah, i yeah. wish i wish they would bring back a tournaments like a weekly tournament right yeah, where yeah, you yeah. got Definitely. where it was like uh and I don't maybe for your weekly tournament winning the weekly tournament you got like three foot swap items or something you know like it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be anything crazy but it make it something that you know some of these miss cards these like you're talking about like an kanji or something like that like it's a player that everyone could have in their club could get away with using but is not like a game breaking player that everybody's going to have in every squad so releasing some fun you know even if you did it every week of the year there'd be 50 foot tournament cards yeah right yeah. some mm. sometimes they be better sometimes they be worse but just for the pure collector card collector aspect or having them in your club and fun cards to use and play around with that's quote-unquote free that you just get for completing the tournament i i think would be uh, a really nice touch and would be something a little bit that would that would bridge that gap between division rivals and squad battles
2: yeah I I think with a bit of with a bit of structure and planning as well you could the, the um the weekly objective to get the, the josef martinez card i thought was absolutely brilliant it's, it's a that was card. great card i um, had so yeah. much fun with that and and it's a card that's usable i mean as a super sub that's that's a really good card that's almost sort of base icon level
3: yeah, um, yeah, it's it's one that you're seeing people use and, and bring yeah. on and i bring on off the bench, but oh, it yeah. was not incredibly challenging to get. No. You know, and I I went through the trouble to get that UEFA Ta as well, the one that's 86 rated now. And that was that was more difficult to get. Yeah. It was like 10 rivals wins or something.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the single matches approach rather than rivals etc is very much welcome, I suppose, because The issues around using rivals for those objectives we've discussed before and single match is just just that much more accessible and more casual kind of approach to it. And I think that's really positive because there's plenty of sort of very competitive, sweaty things to do on FIFA and it just gives something a little bit different. So, Japes, just going back to what we were discussing before... This is the kind of time of year where people are looking towards the finer things in foot life, you know, those icons. Are there any particular ones that you've used over these past few months that you'd recommend?
3: Yeah, so the the player that's the fine, one of the finer things in life, one of those finer players that spent the most time in my squad um, is the 88 Lothar Mateos. Um, I picked him up when he was, I think like 600,000 coins. Uh, Obviously, that's a a very, very long time ago, but I, I just looked at the stats and, you know with the way how easy it is to switch formations this year yeah i just start every game in a five back and just switch to a a four back or a three back that way and he goes straight into the midfield and the stats that you get for specifically with an engine chem style on him i I don't think there's a better value in the game um Mm. yeah yeah. you know considering he's got everything right Mm. like his default his default defensive stat and i think is like 90. He's got 96 interceptions on his base card, and uh, with an engine chemistry style, he's a 93 rated defensive mid or a 92 rated midfielder. His finishing's low, but I don't think you're you're using him more as a box to box menace or as a holding midfielder. And he's just he's absolutely fantastic. And I don't think there's a better icon value available. Still, I think at the moment, at the moment, and I think he's still nine hundred thousand coins. Maybe
1: icons get really undervalued if they're not in the right position if that makes sense so like card yes. is another player the center back 88 card also probably a really good midfielder it's also quite interesting because you're playing five at the back to to get him in have you considered like switching someone into center back instead so have you tried like
3: yeah I, th- I think you could certainly do that I think even yeah. uh gosh there, I was looking at who was I looking at it was maybe maybe Fabinho's card mm, as like yeah. a center back would be an actual menace <laughs> um but I think there are tons of players that you could switch in to center back that I think would be fantastic for him. I don't think that's—you'd you ha, have to be too, too crazy to figure out how to work him into a squad that way. But I, the Desailly card, I just—I'm not a great defender this year, and I don't know if spending heavy on my defense would make me a better defender because I defend manually. So Mm. I'm reluctant to invest a heavy amount of coins into positions where I'm not sure if I would tangibly be able to feel the benefit.
1: That's really interesting because so this year is the first year where I've spent my coins, most of my coins on defense first and just kind of stuck to that defense. So quite early on, I got myself Sergio Ramos and Inform Lucas Hernandez and then Courtois and have basically just tried to stick to that to and i actually think it's been really really good and i've never done that before i'd always not really you know the defense would be the last thing i'd think about because i love attacking scoring nice goals and so it's never really been that much of a concern for me but actually it's just made everything so much better i think it just feels really good to, to know those center backs are there that you've used them and you're aware of what they do and It's an interesting point around some people, and and this goes back to your pay to win point. Some people seem to think that it's beneficial to play with lower rated players earlier in the game. And once you play with better players, you're essentially going to be much better because you've been kind of limited. And so therefore, when you go up to the next level, you're going to be even better. But actually, I've found, especially noticed that this year, the sooner you get to play with the top-tier cards you kind of get to know the game better and you if you're going to be playing with those players for the rest of the year, it's actually really good to get sort of that practice in early with those players, if that makes sense.
3: Totally. From a pro standpoint, if I'm, I don't know, Tex or Dito or, you know, Dasari, mm. whoever, there is zero point to playing with a low-rated player. Yeah. There, Like, there there is zero point because... There is nothing like using a card that you plan on using in a tournament or that you plan on using consistently because you can say, Yeah, I won't de- develop, I have to develop good habits with low rated players like i can't get away with stuff but here's the thing if you're going to be using the high rated players you should know the entire realm of possibilities for what you can and can't accomplish with that player and that only comes from spending a lot of time using that player
1: yeah exactly yeah and and things like reactions for example i think are a huge part of the game this year i don't know whether that's something you've noticed as well but if i use a player with low reactions it really does make the player feel slower and i can't execute things i can't Play my game in the same way.
3: Yeah, I don't know too much. I haven't really thought about too much about reactions, but I just pulled up the Lothar Mateos card while we were talking about it, just to make sure mm. I didn't get anything wrong. And with the engine chemistry style that I use on him, he in fact has ninety nine reactions. Yeah, so yeah. I honestly to your point there. Yeah,
1: I do think it is very important, and it's something that I've noticed. I think Nepenthes has been talking about quite a lot. I've noticed it through Twitter and things like that. That it does make quite a significant difference to the feel of a player. And when I was at the capture event, the player that really stood out was that, well, he's always, he's always been he was good last year as well, but the left wing 94 Ronaldinho, for economist and I were using him against each other. And we just sort of amazed at how good he was. And that was when they tuned 50, 50 slightly differently to how it is now. And basically he just went every 50, 50 because his reactions were really good. And obviously he's mm. physical when he's, he's quick, but I really think it's as hugely important stat that. And, something like that if you're playing with low rated players they don't have good reactions it's very much it's not pace it doesn't matter what rating the player is they can have any kind of pace this is more a case of roughly it's going to be in line with their overall so i think it affects the way you play the game if you have players with low reactions and so if you have players with really high reactions from the start or the kind of reactions that you're going to be using throughout the game then you just become more in tuned with the timing and, and the way that the game's going to play basically and so things like that i think are an argument for why you should go big at the start and why you should try and get yourself set up with a team that is quite competitive as early as you can and in some ways i think while trading is really good and for economists isn't here to defend it if you if you really enjoy playing the game then putting your coins into your team and working on your team having a coaching session with steve all those kind of things are actually going to be almost more benefit to you than Spending your time trading.
3: Look to add even further to that: uh, investing earlier in the game, giving yourself a competitive, uh, say, a competitive advantage, or keeping yourself competitive, having top-rated players. The way the rewards go for weekend league yeah, for yeah. Uh, rivals, if you are able to be competitive and stronger at the beginning, you'll get better rewards, which will keep you stronger throughout the entire year. So, yeah. uh, like the way the system's set up, logically, there's it makes a lot of sense to spend if you're going to spend uh to spend to front load everything because you're setting yourself up to be strong throughout the entire year like the you know people spend for the the team of the year promo when that comes out like it's fun i understand it people are going to spend around team of the season because they want to use the entire cards team of the season to me is just like one of the most frustrating times to spend right it's like (laughs) you know you're gonna only have these cards for a few months when fifa's like pretty dead and you know, mm. uh, now playing the game from, like, a casual perspective, it, as long as I can find a match, like, FIFA's not dead to me. But from a former YouTube perspective, the, you know, views are down and less people are playing FIFA usually in the summer. Yeah, yeah. But spending... So, I would, I would argue, for me, like, I won't spend on FIFA starting in probably... Like, after Team of the Year, I probably won't spend on mm. FIFA. And I'd rather say, okay, when I get the urge to spend and say oh that's like a cool promo or i really want to do that i would rather just take that you know hundred dollars or whatever it is that i decide i think i might want to use and put it into a fifa 20 fund so Mm. then when fifa 20 rolls around i get i start with this big deck of cash that i can use to invest in the game and get good players you know right off the bat
1: yeah i totally agree Uh, what you're saying about spending fifa points if you're going to spend them straight away is, is totally true i think I've, i don't know whether someone did a calculation or i've always had in my mind that it's probably you know, you're probably getting five times the value out of your FIFA points if you spend them early on it's a shame for economists isn't here because i'm sure he'd uh, love you very much kind of joined up thinking on that and i think certainly as people are listening to the podcast whether you're if you're you know new to the game this year um, you haven't gone through a full cycle etc cetera, etc cetera, it's definitely things that people really want to think about and we should definitely come back to this come summer next year when things are, are starting to hot up for the new game and people think about how they're going to start. Let's talk about the here and now. And a question we've had from a listener, Mister 2 ku He was asking, I was wondering about subs and chemistry. Um, what is the default chemistry for subs? And is it beneficial to use chemstyles for your super subs? Or will it not make much difference at all? And he's sent that in via email. Please send in your questions if you'd like for weekly at mail.com. So the question about chemistry... My understanding is that subs get between Mm. 5 and 6, isn't it? Probably Mm. 5.75. So I guess what he's asking is, would you put a chemistry style on your sub and would it make a difference?
2: Personally, no. I don't think it does.
1: I don't think it does make a big difference. You can actually check, obviously, in-game now. You can see what chemistry boost your subs are getting by just, when they have a chemistry style on them, going to their stats and it will show you. You can also check on Foothead. And I wanted to broaden this out, though, a little bit and ask you both who are your super subs Steve first of all and I, when I say super subs I mean like basically any sub you're bringing on, on a regular basis they don't have to be attacking
2: right Um attacking it's Martinez Joseph Martinez from the mm-hmm. um, from the weekly objective who I think is, is a fantastic Love is that him.
1: okay considering his passing I think it's about 70 isn't it
2: yeah but you, you were at that point in the game when you're bringing him on after 70 minutes where stamina has gone and, and most players are, mm. <laughs> even the good players are down to about 70 on a passing stat i would imagine by that point yeah fair um, enough. so I, I don't see that as a massive issue and i normally always bring on a cdm and that's going to be Footmas Torreira for a while i think
1: and japes who who are you going
2: with
3: yeah i uh so very very similarly um i tend to just bring on players that i've uh got like, I have I have I have the Fumas Torreira who I like bringing on as well, but I, I did the Milinkovic Savage SBC, um, mm. when he was available. So I, I really like bringing him on in the midfield. Uh, Joseph Martinez, uh, I like bringing on. I've got the red, uh, Gabriel Jesus, who I brought on a handful of times, uh, and he was pretty good. And then I've got a red Usman Dembele, who I actually really enjoy bringing on on the wing. Mm. Um, I can imagine to, uh to add a little bit of something special because you for him, for me he's just a fantastic uh he, his stats could he could use some stats but bringing him on to to get goals at the end of the game he's a high low work rate and he's got a five star weak foot so bringing him on on either wing as an attacking mid as a striker um mm. he's a really versatile attacker uh to have at your disposal so a car that i a car that i very much enjoy
1: so i actually was really lucky in my red rewards a little while ago, people may have seen it on Twitter. I got Lozano and Douglas Costa. So Mm. I've been running both of those guys as super subs. um, And they're fantastic, obviously. And I've also got player of the month, Lucas as well from the start, who I bring on sometimes. And I think Douglas Costa is probably the standout, which isn't that surprising as he's the highest rated. But then Lozano is amazing as a super sub. So I guess if you are looking for someone to sort of purchase, as, I guess it, it feels strange because most people just use untradables, I think, as their super subs. But... Honestly, it probably is worth maybe spending on on one or two super subs just because they do make su- such a big difference, I think. Mm-hmm. But the one that I was going to say that I think a lot of people um, will say, oh, uh, he could be a good super sub, like, especially around these Footmas SPCs, someone like, um, what was an example, the Swiss midfielder, what was his name? In- Zakaria. Zakaria, yeah, for example. But then obviously don't forget that you can, of course, bring on a player from any position into midfield to be a midfield sub. And the quality of right backs and left backs in midfield is stunning. So I always bring on either inform De Marcos or Alex Teles as my midfield subs. If I need a midfield sub at some point, I, I use and champions league Teles as a defensive midfield
2: super sub myself. So yeah. yeah. Definitely vouch that
1: one. Cause they both have unbelievably well-rounded stats. They're really yeah. quick, um, which is important because you're not getting any pace boost when really when they come off the bench and have really good ball playing stats as well as tackling. So I'd really recommend if people are looking for someone to sub in and want sort of a really, really high total stats, well-rounded player to bring into central midfield, look at right back and left backs. Some of them are really, really excellent. Florenzi would be another one, I guess, as well. He'd be really good there. The only thing is a lot of them have high attacking, medium defensive wear rates, but it's not a huge problem, especially if you're chasing a game. And then the other thing to bear in mind is you won't get it as a sort of quick sub option because it, it doesn't recognize that.
2: Something else I'd add quickly as well, because it's relevant to the to the time that we're at right now. Um, I haven't really played that many games with him, but the foot swap Lerma Jefferson Lerma. He seems mm. to be a really nice card for a CDM to come on late in a game.
1: Mm. Yeah, definitely, he seems a really good card. We're going to take a quick break because, well, it's been a very long podcast, and we want to recharge our batteries for a review of a very affordable icon, and also our Foot Weekly Secret Santa. santa baby just slip a sable under the tree for me steve who have you drawn and what's your gift
2: well originally i think i drew japes so i kind of prepped for for getting japes a gift um the gift that i was provisionally going to get japes was i I'd, I'd been steve, looking around steve what? leave
1: it you know it's, it's it's gone you didn't get what? japes
2: you, you're people. gonna nick my idea aren't you <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah <You are. laughs> um yeah i drew ben um oh, lucky. and yeah i what i thought would be a, a pretty cool gift for you would be something like either an appointment at a turkish barber's or perhaps a male grooming set mm-hmm. because i think you've you've had that same profile pic uh on the foot weekly pod page for two and a half three years so i think it's time to sort of denude yourself of the of
1: the beard and get a new profile pic on there. Well, I see how it is. I was in my prime at that point, so, you know, it's all gone downhill from there.
2: That would be your prime icon
1: profile. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. Next up, then, Japes, who who did you get?
3: Uh, So I got got Steve, which I was, uh, being a senior member of the community, I was pleased about and told (laughs) that our gifts could be uh, a bit imaginary as well. So, Steve, for you, I have managed to... uh, nab and duplicate DH techs or f2tex quick twitch ability on fifa and i'm going to give that to you could you imagine a world where you could play fifa with that kind of quick twitch ability versus uh you know what we're working with these days I can imagine that world, Japes, and it's a beautiful <laughs> would be, world. Would you be a world champion?
0: <laughs> I, th- I think, yeah, d-
2: d- easily. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, well, no, yeah, I, if, if there are if there's life on other planets, I think I could pretty much dominate the universe with, with that sort of <laughs> There you nice. go.
1: Oh, good. Thanks, so, um, yeah. I was fortunate to get Japes. So, I'm just going to wheel in this massive box over here, and inside pops a man wearing glasses with a powerful computer ready to edit any videos <laughs> that you would like to put out. <laughs> you bought me yeah, an, editor. That you be, an editor. I bought you an editor.
3: That's a true dream gift because <laughs> I didn't have to edit. Oh, He was quite
1: expensive. So uh, yeah, no return. Well, I
3: appreciate it. That's very thoughtful of you.
1: Oh, thank you. So that was this year's Foot Weekly Secret Santa. And as you may have picked up Foot Economist was actually meant to be here but couldn't make it. So, listeners, if you have any ideas for gifts for Mister Foot Economist, then please do um, tweet him at Foot Economist. Tweet us as well, so we know you've you've tweeted him at Foot Weekly Pod, and uh, we'll enjoy seeing those. I'm sure. Has anyone got any? Uh, maybe uh, Steve, you got any ideas of what you'd get Foot Economist?
2: I think you've. Uh, it's already in the post, isn't it? The alarm clock. Oh yeah, it's up in time to record the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Is that- Japes, I, I did actually I did actually look, and uh, I was looking for presents for my other half on a sort of craft site, um, Etsy. And I came across, mm-hmm. you can actually buy 13-hour clocks. I thought one of them might be quite handy for you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Just squeeze that, that extra would,
3: hour in. That would be a good one as well. I th- or, or if there was some sort of like, uh, I don't know, like program or something to where I could successfully get all the sleep I needed in like four hours. Mm. That would be amazing. Could you imagine a world when you had all that extra time?
1: Mm. But we are gonna have some very special Japes content coming right up because you have been (laughs) using a recently released well, as an SPC icon, and so has Steve. So you'll both be talking about a player who's well, for me as a United fan, a definitely an icon, but his antics since being a player have, have made him go down slightly in my estimation because he's just seems a slightly unpleasant man but that icon is Roy Keane what are your impressions of Keane so far
3: yeah so I I did the Keane loan and played the 20 games with him so I, I think 15 of them were in the uh most recent weekend league and honestly he's a He is a fantastic player. I use the engine chemistry style and I'm really tempted. I don't think I'll do the SBC because his tradable card is not that much more, Mm. you know, maybe like 50,000, 100,000 coins more. So I think I'd rather just have the option to uh, move on from him at some point if I wanted to. But with an engine chemistry style, uh, he's already got 94 in interceptions, sustaining tackle. And for me, that's that's really plenty this year. But. He can spray a pass anywhere, and he's a really like aggressive player who never runs out of stamina, and is a, a really really nice holding mm. midfielder. And I was I was really pleasantly surprised because specifically doing the loans, I have to go out and complete the loan to it cost it as well. But getting if you're if you're thinking about using an icon in a weekend league, getting and if you consider the difference in rewards, if you say okay, doing this icon loan for. 10,000 coins, which is what the cheaper ones are, will allow me to achieve one level better in Weekend League. So even if it's Gold 2 to Gold 1 or Gold 3 to Gold 2, Gold 1 to Elite or whatever, Mm. the coin value and difference in rewards is totally worth it. So I I would encourage you guys to do the loan icons for the Weekend League specifically. And he fit into my team nicely. He allowed me to create a more creative team. But I was so pleasantly surprised because I just was not expecting I needed an icon to make chemistry work for my team. And I thought, you know what? I need a holding mid icon. I'll just do keen. Then I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about my coins. Uh, as in like an investment going down? He was great though. He was really and truly great. And I actually preferred him to the baby Vieira that I'd been using in that spot previously. So mm. uh, that, which I think is a pretty, when you can get compared to any version of the Vieira, I think that's a pretty uh, ringing endorsement.
1: I think that is. And he is one of those players who actually you know you were saying about using engine but he's a very very well-rounded card which i don't know people think of keen as being a bit of a brute but he obviously you know in the game has a lot more than that
3: yeah with with engine uh it takes i think it's short and long passing almost to perfect uh but more important the the dribbling or stats like he gets that um that boost in reactions that i know you love Ooh, um yeah. give me
1: that yeah
3: because i liked him and now that you're putting reactions in front of me as maybe one of the reasons <laughs> why i'm uh, liking some of these players, I'd imagine that he's probably pretty high. Uh, but also, um, his his balance is strong, and he's just he was really aggressive getting into tackles, and he never he never really seemed to get bodied that hard. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just I, I was really impressed, and I think again if you're if you're at that stage in FIFA where you're trying to you're thinking about adding one of the cheaper icons to your team, I'd say for a hundred thousand more coins, go get the eighty eight Lothar Mateos, but for the time being, I think if you can find a decent price on Keane where you can sell him on later, I think he's going to help your midfield out, and you know there are other icons that I don't think that I think you could spend similarly on that wouldn't have the same sort of impact that Keane would have
1: totally and you were saying about his reactions I just checked ninety seven reactions with engine there you go, so that does check out and ninety six aggressions so you're talking about getting bodied and stuff
3: yeah engine one of the most underappreciated chem styles
1: yeah, yeah aggression. I can't remember where I saw this, but someone was saying about how engine is a really good useful card to make finesse shots possible if that makes sense because dribbling yeah because
3: you can you can sort of spin around easier to set
1: yourself exactly, up yeah yeah really good card and really good stamina as well the one thing i was curious about him just looking at his stats he hasn't 65 shot power which just seems for a guy who was a sort of very aggressive player he, he doesn't look like the kind of player who just destroy a football whenever he kicked it but clearly not
2: he never got that many goals in his playing career No so. he
1: didn't did he? But then he has 70 finishing So I don't know, kind of strange mm.
2: I've, I've been kind of distracted Ben By you saying that he, he turned out as a Thoroughly miserable man um, mm. I, I, I thought There's a particularly miserable football quote Which I always attributed to Roy Keane But it's not, it's actually from Tony Adams um, It turns out that Tony Adams Is a far more miserable man than, than
1: Roy Keane So mm. who knew that? Well, there's plenty of evidence of Roy Keane being a miserable man, if anyone wants to find it, I'm sure. So.
2: A spell in charge of Sunderland would would probably do that to most people.
1: In yeah, well, yeah, it's tragic. Although, well, like Steve Bruce... Is Steve Bruce miserable now? I don't
2: know. He's recovering, I think, isn't he? It's been quite a while since he was at Sunderland.
1: He's been in rehab.
2: He has, yeah. And Tony Adams been in rehab. I'm just going to bring oh, this yeah. quote up, because I think it's a fantastic quote, one of the most miserable football quotes you'll ever find out there. Tony Adams is quoted as having said... I don't actually like people. I'm a loner, and if I had my way, I'd just walk my dogs every day, never talk to anyone, and then die. <laughs> so, well. by those standards, Roy Keane, yeah, maybe quite yeah. a cheerful chap. And yeah. I, I love the card too, for every reason that Japes has said. Um, I, I had anchor cam style on him, and I was quite happy with that. But having spoken to Japes and what have you, has kind of changed my mind round to thinking that engine may be the way to go. And obviously it's the closest I'm ever going to get to, a, to an actual Sunderland icon, an icon with a Sunderland connection, unless Jordan Pickford takes off and we might, we might get an icon of Jordan Pickford in about 15 years' time.
1: Mm. Well, after that keen review, it brings us to the end of this festive podcast. We hope you're all having a great festive period or happy holidays or whatever it is you're celebrating across the world. But for now, though, thank you very much, Japes, for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you. Hopefully we'll have you in a bit sooner.
3: Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's been a a true pleasure chatting about FIFA again. You've got me now thinking like, how can I spend more time chatting about FIFA? (laughs) It's very, very enjoyable chatting with you guys.
1: Great, fantastic. And um, yeah, sorry, you didn't quite win the quiz, Steve, but um, it was a valiant effort nonetheless. In fact, you're you're bound to get tweeted saying, by someone saying that I added up the points wrong. So we'll see.
2: Well, I will actually be reviewing the podcast and having another close listen into to the quiz just to make sure, because I'm pretty sure that I was cheated out of that.
1: <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you very much, Steve. It's been great to have you again, and I hope the chickens don't make it onto the table this year. Hopefully not.
2: No, yeah, good going. Start with a grim chicken reference and end with a grim chicken reference. Happy Christmas, everybody.
1: That's how we do it here (laughs) at the Chicken (laughs) Weekly Podcast. Happy Christmas, everyone, and a happy new year. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone.
0: Here's a new bird.
1: Just before you leave us, please do enter our giveaway by emailing footweekly at mail.com. That's footweekly at mail.com with the subject Art of Football to be entered into a competition to win one of Art of Football's incredible prints. Don't forget, you can also get an exclusive FootWeekly 15% off with the code footpod on their website. you can do the job when
0: you're in town.
2: Guys, I'm just gonna to have to die out for a second. Emma somehow managed to lock herself out of the house. How's
1: the chocolate liquor?
2: Um, there doesn't seem to have been much progress on that front. Unfortunately, I'm still drinking yesterday's uh, Irish Irish coffee. I want to say.
1: Finally, playing FIFA can be a frustrating and disheartening experience. And that's a little bit like life, really. And if things are getting you down, then don't worry, because Calm is there. Support from the Campaign Against Living Miserably is available on thecalmzone.net. We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman
0: Until the other kitties knock him down When it snows, ain't it thrilling Though your nose gets chilling We'll prowl again, play the Eskimo way just walking, talking, and in hand in crazy with a wonderland. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.